So hello again, everyone. Welcome to another Trainee Teachers podcast here with myself, Adam. We've also got Simeon with us. If you'd like to say hello, Simeon. Hello, everyone. And we've got Hannah once again. Hi, everyone. Nice to be here. And we've also got our fantastic colleague, Oliver, here with us once, once again today. And it's going to be all about head teacher's point of view, discussing um, teachers' interviews. So if you'd like to say hello, Oliver. Hi, Adam. And hi, Hannah and Simeon. It's nice to be here. It's nice to have you back once again. Uh, so That's if you'd right. just like to give, uh, introduce yourself a little bit, I guess, Oliver, for those people who have not listened to our previous podcast and know who you are. Okay, well, I'm the sector manager for senior leadership at Twinkle. So I deal with sort of head teachers and deputy heads um, and people in senior leadership positions. And prior to being at Twinkle, I was a teacher for over 20 years. I was head teacher for eight years in two separate schools. So quite a variety of experience. Yeah, I imagine you've conducted quite a few uh, teacher interviews that I imagine I've done all the time. sorts of them from newly qualified right up to assistant head and deputy head type of things. So yeah, I've done plenty. Great stuff. Well, uh, we've got a number of questions we'd like to share with you today. Uh, actually, sorry, today, Oliver, if we could. Uh, so the first one I wanted to ask was, how do you think you should prepare for a teaching interview? It's an interesting question, that. I think you've, you've almost got to split it into different chunks of what to do. And there's certain bits of the of a teaching interview that are probably going to be very similar everywhere that you go. There's going to be certain questions that are going to come up that you can almost listen to somebody phrasing that question and tick it off in your head and think, right, that's the safeguarding one. This is what I need to say. And you almost need to prepare all the key things that you need to get into those answers just to show that you're a really, really strong candidate. The other bit is really just doing your homework about that particular school and that particular role. So find out as much as you can about the school, find out as much as you can about what you're going to be doing. And if it's a year three job, read upon what's happening in year three at the moment, year three curriculum. Um, try and anticipate any tricky questions that they might ask. So if you know, you know, if it's a year four question, year four job, um, have a think about your multiplication table check things like that, that you might just be able to drop in just to show that you know what you're talking about. And the other thing is just to sort of take note of anything that you find out about that school. So if you know it's a school that's particularly into the outdoors or particularly into music or, you know, have a particular focus in any way, um, see if you can make sure you can drop that into your answers as well. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I think Simeon's got a question for you now. Uh, yes, Oliver. I was wondering what should an interviewee wear to an interview to make a good impression? it's a tricky one isn't it you've almost got to think what would you wear on a smart teaching day and what are you going to be comfortable in um so i mean i was always shirt and tie and trousers at work so that's what i'd wear for interview whether it was a teaching interview or even a head teacher interview that's that's what i'd turn up in but you have to feel comfortable in that as well and you also need to think through what you're going to do on that day so you know if they're going to make you eat dinner with the children are you going to wear something that's going to that you're going to be able to do that and have children sort of eating near you without getting completely covered. I remember sitting down to a, a, a job interview and they made us eat lunch with the kids and it was spaghetti bolognese. And I was sat with a reception table with a white shirt on. And literally the moment you put that first fork in, you think, I wish I hadn't done that. I wish I'd worn something slightly different. Um, so, yeah, you've got to think, is it going to be practical enough to be able to do everything you're going to do on the day? And are you going to feel comfortable in it or are you going to look a bit of a clothes horse uh, wearing something that just doesn't suit you? Yeah, we've had quite a lot of questions, Oliver, about how long does a typical teaching interview last? 
for an NQT position, would you say? It varies. It's almost like a how long's a piece of string type of thing. Some of them, the actual interview bit, um, sort of 40 minutes is about a good amount. If you're coming out of the interview in sort of 15 or 20 minutes, you've probably not expanded enough on your answers. And if you're there for an hour or more, you've probably made a massive impression and, you know, are really sort of talking in detail. But a lot of jobs will have sort of multiple parts to the interview process. So the actual talking to them and answering questions might only be one of those bits. And I know some some places, even for newly qualified jobs, will be doing a teaching task and maybe some sort of a written task so that you can show what your communication's like um, and other things where, you know, they might want you to join to, to meet the school council or to meet other people on the school community. Um, so some of them can be a full day. Excellent stuff. Yeah, I know I've been to a number of different interviews or even conducted them, uh, um, Oliver, and the variety of how long they do last for you depends on what it is they're looking for. Um, so uh, my question, Oliver, is what are the different parts to what we'd call a typical teaching interview, would you say? Yeah, they very often there's some element of interaction with children. Now, that may be a small group task where they, they pull six or eight children and want to see you do something for 10 minutes might be uh, you know reading them a story or discussing an object or something like that. It might be that they want to see you teach a lesson or a part of a lesson to a whole group of children, a whole class, for instance. Um, and most places will want to at least see you interact with children and they'll want to see that you do that in a sort of professional way, that you've got a good rapport with children, that you've got a little bit of sort of presence with them and you're not letting them and riot and, and do whatever they fancy but also that you've got a learning focus in whatever you're doing there will almost certainly if you get through that bit be some sort of a conversational type interview where there'll be set questions and there'll be a panel that are working with you um, as i said some places will do an interaction with the school council where they'll want to see what the children's impression of you is and very often the questions that they ask there might have been fed by the teachers and the teachers are very much watching you answer them so you almost need to answer them to the teachers as well as to the children that you've got in front of you. Quite a lot of places will have some sort of a written task. They might give you a, you know, I want you to plan a session or I want you to plan a unit of work or I want you to write a letter introducing yourself to the parents or something like that just to see what your written communication is like um, and see what your organisation's like. And then there'll be gaps in the day where you're not necessarily being formally interviewed, but they'll they'll you know, keep an eye on you. So if you're sat in the staff room and somebody comes through, they'll get an impression of how you're behaving, um, you know, what you're sort of presenting like. Uh, and they'll just ask everyone within the school for their little bits and pieces of information to feed into that. Thank you, Oliver. Could you give us some examples of some of the most common teacher interview questions? And um, would you say that questions are kind of tailored to the specific job or are they more generic? You know, you can usually predict them. It's an interesting one because there are some there will almost certainly be some questions that are very specific to that role. So if that school's got a particular sort of difficulty engaging with parents, they'll almost certainly put a parent question in there. Or if they're trying to develop maths across the school, there'll be a question about your maths teaching or how you would develop maths in your, your classroom. Whenever I used to do interviews, you could almost spot that you, you would band the questions together. So there'd always be something that was you sort of what for me wasn't actually the easiest question, but it should have been the, the sort of introduce yourself. Can you tell us who you are? Can you tell us why you want this job? Those sorts of questions that you just you need to prepare for as well as the teaching bit of it. Um, 
there will almost certainly be some element of safeguarding. And even if it's phrased in a different way, you almost need to be listening for it. And, you know, the moment you hear something that relates to safeguarding or um, sort of adults with children or, or whatever, you, you need to think, right, I've got to tick certain things off in that answer to show that I understand the safeguarding processes. Usually there's something about subject knowledge. There will be something about, can you explain something you've done on teaching practice or a lesson that went well? Or uh, what did you learn from something that didn't go well? And you need to almost sort of think carefully beforehand about what you're going to share, because you don't want to say, oh, my teaching practice was awful. But you equally don't want to come across as, as being some sort of an expert. And they think, well, there must be some chinks in the armour. There'll be definitely one about behaviour. There'll be definitely one about um, interacting with parents or the local community. There'll be something wanting to know about whatever else you can bring to the job and whether it's phrased as sort of extracurricular activities or your own interests or something like that. But they're almost looking then for what else you're going to bring that's over and above a standard teacher almost. And I used to find it was really helpful to sort of listen to the questions, but then think which bit of the process are they trying to get at from that question? So you'd you know listen to it and think, right, that's a subject knowledge one or that's an interaction with parents, or that's a behaviour, or whatever. From your experience, Oliver, when interviewing for a teaching position, what makes a particular candidate stand out to you? You're generally looking for somebody who sort of sparkles in some way, and I know that's not a, a sort of technical term, and it's one of those things you can't really pin down, but you want somebody that stands out as being better than the other people that you've got in front of you, and somebody that you can picture in your school and working with your children. Very often, it will be somebody who's sort of been a little bit either top of the group or, or absolutely best person in all the tasks or all the bits of the, the selection process. If that doesn't happen, you're almost then weighing up, you know, is, is somebody who's performed really well in the classroom but then seems nervous at interview, are they going to fit in with your staff team? So it's, it's very much a juggling, juggling act as you do that. Um, but you're looking for somebody who stands out and who just comes across as being somebody that you want to be part of your team. And that could be more to do with sort of values and personality um, if their teaching is good enough, if that makes sense. I suppose uh, uh, the natural then follow-on question to that, Oliver, is what we've talked about what makes a candidate stand out, but um, what makes maybe puts you off a candidate? What are sometimes some common red flags, would you say? Anyone who appears too confident or sort of talks them up to themselves up too much, you would always be a little bit questioning about what the backstory was. Very often, the school will have done a little bit of digging beyond just asking for the references as well. So it might be that they've sort of already phoned the head off the record that you've done your teaching practice with and said, you know, are they actually okay? Are they, are they gonna be all right? Um, so there's a little bit of that goes on sometimes. I think the main red flag would be somebody's attitude. And if they came across as somebody who was going to rub people up the wrong way or was going to possibly be a little bit abrasive towards either colleagues or parents or, you know, somebody that you just didn't feel was going to fit in would be the biggest red flag. Um, it's not a particular competency type thing. It's, it's more a personality type of thing. That's really important. And I think sometimes trainees overlook that part that they really need to try and gel with the staff while they're there you're so. almost looking for someone who's not trying too hard though you know <laughs> the sort of person who's following everyone around and nodding and sort of lapdog style almost would would be almost as much of a red flag as somebody who had really strong opinions and looked as if they were going to upset people so actually just getting on with people 
Yes. Uh, yeah. And with children as well, because it's all very well being able to talk the talk in the interview bit, but you've got to work well with the children and it has to be all the time. It can't be that you sort of sparkle in the classroom and then pass somebody in the corridor and, and there's a different side to you that comes out. It's got to be a consistency all the way through. So, Oliver, you talked about there might be other teachers on the teaching on the panel. Sorry. How, yes. how many people would typically be on an interview panel? It varies massively from school to school. I've I've seen interview panels where there've been literally the head and one other person, and I've been I've seen them where there's there's almost a whole room of people, and that you know there's sort of three governors, and there's a member of staff, and there's a member of the office staff, and there's a head teacher, and it feels sort of quite overwhelming in that position. So it really does vary, and it may be that there are different people do different bits of the day. So it might be that the head teacher sees everything, but you might have one of the lead teachers observing the teaching bit with a governor. You might have somebody else supervising the school council interactions. You might have somebody else doing the written task and they all sort of feed back into the process. So it's, it's not a simple answer. Just to kind of round everything up, Oliver, what would be your top teacher interview tips for NQTs and ECTs going for their first position? Um, I think it's a difficult one. Do your homework would be my first tip and just find out as much as you can about the school and about the role that you're going for and what's going to be needed to be successful in that role and even if that means slimming down so rather than applying for dozens and dozens of jobs apply for a smaller number that you can really focus on and really really nail it somewhere that you're going to fit in really well and that you're going to get the support that you need and that you're going to be a good fit with that school and other than that, I think just just being yourself, because it's got to be something you've got to feel comfortable working there. If you can turn on the show for just the interview bit, imagine if you've got to turn that on every day of the week. It's got to be somewhere you're going to fit in yourself and feel comfortable in your own skin. Thanks, Oliver. I think there's a really, really good, solid advice throughout this podcast. So thank you very, very much for joining us here once again today. I think I'd just like to finish things off just to say, guys, that uh, we are offering help and advice across all of our different social media platforms. So you can find us on Facebook at Twinkle Training Teachers. You can find us on Instagram at the same thing, Twinkle Training Teachers, once again, and on Twitter and on Discord and on Pinterest. We're all over the place at the moment. Uh, we're all trying to provide as much support and advice as we possibly can. So I'd just like to take a moment once again to say... Uh, Thank you to Oliver. That's okay. It's been a pleasure. Uh, also to uh, point out, guys, if you haven't seen it already, we do have a brand new resource that's gone live recently. It's our, called our five-minute interview plan. And there is an extensive blog on the Twinkle site from uh, Training Teachers uh, that you can find all the information about it and have a link to that resource in particular. Uh, thanks once again, Simeon. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Nice to see you again, Oliver. And uh, thank you for coming on again once again, Hannah. Yeah, thank you very much. We will pop the link to the five minute interview plan resource and blog in in the link to the podcast as well to so be able to get that through there. Awesome. Right, guys. Thank you very much for your time this afternoon. Thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Thanks, Oliver. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.